A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, 
and I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you've never given me even a young goat, so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. He was lost and has been found. Which one among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go in search of the lost one until he finds it? So imagine you had, say, a hundred and one Dalmatians. When might you notice one was missing? How do you find out? How long will it take? When Jesus was twelve years old, his mother and father took him to Jerusalem. The parents were on their way home before they noticed he wasn't with them. How long into their trip? One day. If you had a stack of ten quarters and one was missing from the stack, how long before you would notice that one was missing? Nine looks a lot like ten at a casual glance. These stories are about counting. A hundred sheep and losing one. Ten coins and one is lost. Is the little lamb sorry that it got lost? The shepherd never acknowledges that he might be to blame. At least the woman admits that she lost the coin. Did the coin repent? These two stories seem to be about lost and found, rejoicing and celebrating the return of the lost one with friends and neighbors. Luke gives us not two, but three parables. There is a rule of three in storytelling. Cinderella and her two sisters. To use a non-kosher example, the three little pigs. Usually the third story reveals the surprise. There was a man who had two sons. This is a familiar story in the Bible. Cain and Abel, Isaac and Ishmael, Jacob and Esau, Joseph and his brothers. In all these stories, go with the younger one. Even David was the youngest of Jesse's sons. We are so conditioned to focus on the younger son, we even call this story the prodigal son. But parables never go as we expect. What was the younger son's sin? Asking for his inheritance? Didn't the father give the inheritance? The father would at least be complicit. Did the younger son repent? Well, he came home but mostly because he'd exhausted everything. He sounds contrite in his rehearsed speech. I've sinned before heaven and before you. But that's the same line that Pharaoh used when he was desperate to stop the plagues. One commentator suggests that Junior's strategy is go to daddy and sound religious. 
The father doesn't even let him finish his confession as he embraces and kisses him and accessorizes him lavishly. And then the party. Slaughter the grain-fed calf, hire the band and a caterer, invite the friends and neighbors. Rejoice with me. I have found my son who was lost. He was dead and is alive. All is good and all are in. Or are they? Remember, a man had two sons. The father forgot to count. He didn't notice that one was missing. The father had time to hire the caterers and get the band, but forgot to invite the elder son working out in the field. The elder brother refuses to come in. Who can blame him? The father leaves the party to go and speak to the elder brother. Remember, the father never spoke to the younger son. He only spoke to the servants. Although all of Christian tradition routinely forgets the elder brother, the lectionary, at least, is pointing us in the right direction. In the first reading, it is God taking the part of the elder brother and Moses playing the part of the father. God is threatening more than just being a party pooper when he says to Moses, Your people, whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt, have acted perversely. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt? Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead. In both texts, we are reminded of our relationships, your people, your brother. What unites us is more important than what separates us. When something or someone is missing, there is a hole. The shepherd and the woman wouldn't rest until they had found the lost. They brought in friends and neighbors to celebrate that something had been restored and made whole again. And here the story ends without an ending because now it becomes our story and awaits our ending. Have we ever felt that love was held back, that we weren't loved as much as a brother or sister? What can a parent say to change that? Words won't do. Or what parent has gone off in search of the lost one, brought them home only to struggle again with the same issue that led to the separation in the first place? Not all stories end happily. Sometimes there is reconciliation, and sometimes not. Sometimes we can say we are sorry. Sometimes we can offer forgiveness, and sometimes we can't. It's just the way things are. But we can make a move. We can go have lunch, join the party, in hope that the words and the forgiveness might come eventually.
perhaps we can be generous enough to say, you're welcome. Welcome home. You're part of the family. So who is missing from our communities? Who is lost? Who doesn't feel they belong anymore? Who feels left out or excluded? The what or the how doesn't matter, only the who. Let's not forget to count, making sure everyone counts. Unless I make that move of reconciliation, there will be no wholeness. And if there's no wholeness, there will be no peace. He was lost and has been found.